Blah, blah, You're blah, 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 blah. <laughs> We're being very insightful. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Super interesting. <laughs> I agree. We're good. Thank you. Okay. Cool. Thanks, Thank man. You. All right. <laughs> Don't be nervous. Welcome to the fucking metaverse. My name is Wiley Aronow. Uh, some people call me Gordon Goner on the internet. I'm here with my uh, fellow co-hosts and partners at Eagle Labs. Um, Greg Solano. Uh, some people call me Garga. I'm Karam Adelaide, also known as Emperor Tomato Ketchup. And I'm uh, very honored to introduce uh, our two new guests, uh, Shannon and Yam from World of Women. Welcome, guys. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Good to be here. Yeah, pleasure to have you. All right, where to begin? <laughs> um... I kind of want to ask, just start off, just to get a, have you guys introduce yourself a little bit and and how you came into NFTs um, as an inception point, and then we can kind of go off in a weird direction from there, maybe? Yeah, that sounds good. Cool. Should I start? Go for it. <laughs> okay, so I'm Yam. I'm one of the co-founders of World of Women and the chief creative officer. And um, I found out about NFTs and Web3 early last year. Um, I got interested in all of this um, <laughs> because I saw an opportunity for artists to make a living for the first time ever. And as a creative person, I thought that was really interesting and intriguing and I wanted to be part of that movement. So yeah, I just dipped my toes into the waters of Web3 and NFTs and, and tried and it worked out for me. And I then found a lot of, you know, awesome people that had the same passions that I did. And so that's kind of how I got into it and why. Amazing. I love how just, oh, it kind of worked out becoming one of the most iconic uh, female NFT artists of all time. Uh, that's what we love about Yam. Yeah, so humble and so amazing. Um, so I'm Shannon, I'm COO of WOW and kind of came into NFTs in a very different path. I'd been working in tech my whole career, um, long time in Silicon Valley, was at Google for over 10 years, and then was working at Facebook slash Meta. Um, ultimately, my last role there was leading the entertainment team, helping companies like Disney and the NBA go into the metaverse. So I got really into the fucking metaverse, uh, you know, through that role and just seeing the possibility of the new technology. Um, so then became very interested in Web3 because I feel like it wasn't just about how are we going to connect through the metaverse? It's like, what does ownership mean? How are communities going to be different? And what is this next wave of technology? So that's how I kind of found myself into this space. And you were a member of World of Women before you joined the team. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. That's very cool. How long ago, how long before you joined the team did you first get a World of Women? I was not early to WOW. I joined in January. So it was only five months between joining World of Women as a community member and then joining in the, in the team. Incredible. How did you guys How did you guys initially meet? Was it through the Discord? Yeah, so it's Basel right now. So last year at Art Basel, World of Women was blowing up. Uh, it was the Gary Vee bathroom uh, selfie with the World of Women t-shirt <laughs> days um, and a lot of hype coming around NFTs. 
Um, I was a super fan. I had not yet bought in. Uh, but I saw Raf Yem's husband, as well as Thomas, who's one of the other co-founders, wearing the World of Women t-shirts. And I just completely nerded out, like <laughs> full excitement, like tears in my eyes. Like, wow. you guys are amazing, uh, you know, bringing diversity into Web3 and crypto. Um, and then they were so charmed by the fact that I was just a super fan that they gave me like the last World of Women t-shirt that they had um, after giving them out all day. And then uh, later... Um, when I saw that they were looking to expand the team um, and posting a COO role, I was like, you know what? If the universe wants this, you know, it will happen. So I just submitted my resume on the website. Like, no. Wow. No, no, no headhunter. No, no headhunter. Like like no no warm. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. just like, yeah. you know, if this is the right thing, they'll give me a call. Wow. That's incredible. <laughs> and it was the right thing. <laughs> I agree. Amazing. Amazing. I've had a chance to meet you guys before, and, and we've had a couple Zooms, and, and I've been like constantly impressed with uh, what you guys do. Last night, um, this will—I don't know if this will date the podcast when this airs or whatever—but last night was uh, your gala at Basel, which uh, I, I was able to attend for a brief amount of time, and I was blown away by what you guys were able to accomplish there. I mean, it was really, really fucking cool. It was probably my favorite event at Basel so far. Um, oh, thank you. Just congrats. Oh, wow. An amazing night. It thank really means so a lot. Yeah, really. And it means a lot to the team because it's been it's been a lot of work, a lot of sweat and tears to make this gala happen. And um, yeah, shout out to Sirona. Um, she worked so hard on this um, with Shannon. And uh, it was really, I mean, we were all stressed. But when we saw the joy in people's faces yesterday yeah. at the event, we were like, okay, we did our job. Like, um, that's all that matters. And yeah, it felt really good. Yeah, people yeah. were really joyful. I mean, it was like you could really feel yeah. it. It was like a very, very happy time. And yeah. you, as you guys know, I mean, expectations are so wild in this space. Oh, my God. Yeah. For yeah. us, you know, our last event was with Madonna at NFT NYC. <laughs> right. Right. Trump Madonna. Right. right. And so yeah. I was like, OK, what next? And it's like I don't think anyone's bigger than Madonna. Um, and so for us, it was really how do we turn it back to the community? And, um, you know, we really wanted to honor the community because really like that is what's bigger and larger in life than any one individual. And so that's why we oriented it around awarding the community around values that we hold, um, you know, celebrating art, celebrating IP, celebrating using Web3 for social justice and environmental justice. So we really wanted to kind of take a broader step back and say, hey, it's not just about, you know, a celeb holder or, you know, some of the things that the team has done. It's really about like what the community brings to it. And so hopefully that's what came through in people's joy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we feel the same way with community holders first. That's like how we view everything at Yuga. And um, I feel like it's like, it's like the the nucleus of like every really good project in Web3 is like, you know, when you everything is centered towards the actual holders of the, the community itself. Yeah. And the events are so special, like just getting to actually meet people and like so different from you know, being on Discord, being on Twitter, whatever, it's like, means a lot. I don't know. I, I kind of want to ask you guys, what was your first exposure to crypto in general? Um, so for me, it was literally NFTs. Wow. And Web3 last year. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I knew about crypto. I know I knew about Bitcoin. Like, I think that a really long time ago, I did some, like, um, reviews, you know, like when you used to, like, do reviews about products on Amazon and you would get paid, like, for doing that. And I remember being paid with crypto, like, a really long time ago. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. It's not real money. <laughs> and then, like, I com completely forgot about that. Um, so, yeah, really, like, my first introduction to this was last year. Um, Amazing. For real. Wow. Yeah. Incredible. What was the first NFT you bought? Um, I actually don't remember. 
my first NFT because I was never a collector. Okay. Like I was really a creator and I did start collect collecting like pieces of other fellow artists that were friends of mine because I wanted to support them back. For sure. Right. Um but I th I think maybe my first one was a piece from Odyssey of the Heart is the name of uh, the artist. Um, and yeah, he was a friend and I just wanted to support his photography project. Very cool. Um, but yeah. Shannon, was your first uh, NFT a while? It wasn't. I want to say it was Women Rise or one of the other projects that's all about empowerment and uh, social justice. It's kind of a weird question, but uh, on, on that topic of other female-led projects in the space, there was like a weird amount of controversy. I don't know if you guys remember this, but there was like a couple projects that were like claiming to be run and built by a team of women that turned out completely not. And it was like a group of like Russian men. Do you remember this? Yeah, it was. It was like so fucking weird. I don't remember. I don't remember the whole story. I don't know if you guys know it, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, of course, yes. <laughs> like last year, I was so pissed when this happened. Yeah. Um, I took it really personally. I was really hurt by that because. They were claiming to be the first women-led project for women and all that stuff. And at the end, they were just using this story to sell something because they knew that it's a topic that matters and that it would sell. And it just made me feel really sick to my stomach because, I don't know, I don't think there's anything worse than taking like an issue that ha that we have in society and try to make money out of it um, and lie about it. Yeah, it was fucking gross. I remember, like, I remember just, I didn't, then, but it had a good ending though, didn't it? Yeah, I think it it was something like uh, the community took over and some of the funds were transferred to the community so they could build something. So that's really nice. Yeah. I mean, that's like the power of Web3. It's the power of decentralization is that like that you're, that, you know, you, you actually aren't super reliant on the founders. I'm curious about your like genesis as an artist and how you got started in your backstory. Um, when did you get uh, interested in art? Like what was that? Was it, were you very young? Yeah, I mean, I've always been a very creative person. Like I was a very creative child. Um, everything in my life that I enjoyed doing was something creative, like even in school, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I always knew that I wanted to do something creative. I had a lot of different interests. Um, cinema was one of my first um, loves. Like I fell in love with cinema as a child and I was like, okay, I'm going to be a cinematographer. Like it was a whole thing. Um, and I actually studied cinema. Like wow. that's what I studied. Um, so yeah, it was a big dream of mine for a long time. Um, and that didn't work out for me, which is okay because it happened. Um, but then I, I, for a really long time, I did a lot of jobs that were really unfulfilling. Um, things that did not bring me joy, but that I had to do because I had nothing else that I could do to pay my bills. <laughs> um, and after doing that for a really long time, I just felt like, uh, yeah, I was really missing creativity in my life and I needed to find a way to get that back um, or otherwise I would not be very happy. And so I discovered um, digital illustration and I started seeing, you know, people on Instagram drawing on iPads and on their computers and stuff. And I was like, wow, that looks so cool. Um, I'm going to try. And so I started doing that um, and just playing around as a hobby to see if, you know, this could be my source of creativity in my life. And it was. And so it kind of all went like forward from there. Um, and I decided to quit all of those shitty jobs that I was doing and become a freelancer. Um, and so I did that for a little bit and then Web3 came into my life. So Incredible. it all kind of connected really nicely. My story is, is like weirdly similar, but like inverse. Like I, you know, I started off thinking I wanted to be an illustrator and a designer and I actually studied graphic design at first and I was a terrible illustrator. <laughs> I was just like very, very bad. And then I uh, got into cinema as well. 
and I thought I wanted to be a screenwriter and I, you know, tried very hard. <laughs> it was all terrible. <laughs> and then I, uh, eventually found my place in, in, uh, writing. And then, and then like, I think my true passion ended up being creative direction and art direction. And that was the thing that I was like, my, my, I feel like everyone has like a secret talent yeah. and I was like, Oh, that was finally mine. And I just never really saw it. Um, kind of curious just cause you said cinema and I'm fucking nerd. What, what were your favorite films that uh, inspired you when you were younger? Oh my God, that's really hard. I hate this question because it's impossible for me to choose a favorite. Well, you don't have to say the absolute favorite. Just oh, give me, give me okay. some, give me some. Yeah. Okay. Pulp Fiction was I huge. Pulp Fiction. Like, I, that was the first movie poster I ever bought. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Amazing. Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, the Star Wars movies, I am really, I, I love fantasy. It's like what yeah. helps me disconnect from the shit stuff that happens in real life. Yeah. Shannon, what about you? You, what, where you're obviously COO of a uh, creative first company. Mm-hmm. What's your background and, and do you, do you, I, obviously I know you have an incredible, um, um, employment history. I'd like, you've, you've done amazing things. You worked at Google, et cetera, but did you, uh, come from an artistic background at all? Did you, I, I know you mentioned, uh, in the break room that, uh, something about aerial art, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely have a creative side. Like okay. I came into tech, uh, certainly more uh, from a writing perspective. Okay. Um, so I was a philosophy major undergrad and actually, I apparently became the only person that like I took a web design class right at the end of college and I was always a good writer. So my first job was basically one of these things where it's like you write and you maintain the website. And so I was sort of like the most techie person in more of like a um, creative type department. Um, I worked at Tufts University right after school. So wow. it was like, um, you know, kind of getting into that. And then actually when I came to Stanford, my intention was to become a journalist. I was going to go full into journalism, um, came to Stanford to do a master's in communication. And then my first uh, internship was basically writing for um, Red Herring, which was sort of like a precursor to TechCrunch. So we would just drive all around Silicon Valley and like interview all these different CEOs about what they were building. You know, they're all, you know, venture back startups. And I just got super, super obsessed with tech. Um, and then I just chose to join Google versus be the person that's writing about tech from the outside. Um, but there was always this like artistic side in terms of, you know, coming at it from, you know, wanting to be creative and, and think about it. And I feel like it definitely serves in your career, right? Because oh, yeah. now it seems, now you hear Google and it seems so corporate. It's like, you know, we'll look back and go, oh, like working at Adobe or, you know, Sun Microsystems or something. Yeah. Um, but at the time I joined, it was sort of like no one knew what was going on. No one knew what search was. It was improvising all the time. Their whole hiring strategy was just get smart people and figure it out. Yeah. And so I do feel like there's like this inherent creativity there of like, hey, you you know, there's no playbook. You're just winging it all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like that creativity of being able to just think on the fly also is great for Web3, right? Because we're writing history right now. Yeah. There's there's no playbook, you know. Yeah. Um, the older I get, the more I feel like there's no playbook for anything and everyone is just <laughs> winging it all the time in every aspect of life. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Just trying to be a good human, right, you know, yeah, yeah. winging it in a way. Just be that, loving and forgiving. Exactly. And figure it out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds a lot like our strategy right now. Yeah, <laughs> it's like hire smart people and figure it out sort of approach. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And like, especially when you come from backgrounds like myself, you know, like I don't have a background of like building a business and things like that. And you have to be humble about it and just realize that there is so much you have to learn about this process and you just have to get the right people um, that are also kind of going to mentor you. Right. Because yeah. that's like what's beautiful about that. Like, I love having Shannon because I learn things from her every single day. Um, but vice versa, yeah. always. So that's very sweet. No, we I completely relate. And speaking of mentors, I, I, we have to mention Guy, who uh, yes. he's a partner at Wow, and he's a partner at Yugen, and this is how we got connected at first. And 
Um, although I was very aware of your project, by the way, much in advance. Uh, how did you guys first meet Gaio Siri? Um, so quickly after we sold out WOW, we met our agents um, from DCA. And so at one point they were like, yeah, let's bring somebody else on board. Like, and they knew Guy. And so we started talking with him and we really hit it off and we felt like he would be a great addition um, to what we were trying to do. And so, yeah, after a lot of conversations and calls, it happened and like he joined the WOW fam. Yeah. yeah. So it was December last year. I would love to talk more about just like the origins of WOW and especially from a a creative perspective, you know, and what the, you know, I was thinking one of the tricky parts, I think, of, of developing one of these collections is like, what's the base character going to be? And like, what, what, can you talk a little bit about what the exploration and like how you were thinking about making the base like WOW character? Yeah, of course. I think that's a really good question. Um, so for me, because this was going to be a collection about women, the base character had to be a character that could pass for almost any ethnicity. So it was really tricky because I had to make, I, I had a lot of like iterations about the base character. Because yeah, I really wanted that person to yeah be able to be from anywhere. And so, yeah, it was tricky, but I think I managed. <laughs> um, that was very important to me. And also in the collection overall, it was really important to me that there would be no religious or political like elements at all. Because I didn't want anybody in the world to buy a wow and be like, oh, no, I don't feel connected to to it because of a political or religious reason. Like, I didn't want that. I just wanted it to be super neutral, super like you come as you are and you choose your forever wow and you're good. Um, you don't have to worry about those things. So that was really important for me. Obviously, as well, like, you know, when you're thinking about, like, hairstyles, um, I don't know, face accessories, uh, clothes, uh, tattoos, things like that, I was also very careful about not doing anything that could be cultural appropriation or that was, you know, not proper uh, or could offend anybody. So I did a lot of, yeah, I, I mean, I was super, super strict about that. And, like, sometimes I would get ideas, you know, from other people and I'd be like, no, that's too risky. I'm not doing that. Um, so, yeah, that was important to me. Very, very important. It's so thoughtful. It's honestly like very, very smart. And yeah, I'm impressed. I mean, it's like the the brand. So walk me through the from the moment you did the art to the moment you released. How quickly did you guys mint out? Um. Okay. So I we we minted on the 27th of July last year, and I started doing the art like two months before. Okay. Um, and like base base sketches, maybe a bit before that even. Um, but like the 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 full, the full like um process of like okay, all the hairs, all the outfits, all the da 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 da. Like yeah, two months before. Wow, I'm that's so fast. How big was the founding team? We were four. Yeah, yeah. well, we were four too. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> it's funny because Raf. Um, while I was doing all the all the art, Raf was really in charge of kind of managing social media slash studying the market and like what's happening, what's working, what's not working. And so he's really into Excel files. Um, he literally does Excel files for everything, even though even his favorite cheeses. Um, he would kill me. <laughs> what are his favorite cheeses? Um, really stinky French cheese. Oh, like, um, you know, that's his oh, thing. I love, I love how I'm like, oh my God. And you're like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the stinkiest, the better. Nice. Um, 
Um, and uh, and so he was doing Excel files about what he saw that was working with um, these kind of projects that were coming out and what was not. And you were there were a lot of reference about you guys. It was like, oh, they did this and it worked good. Okay, let's take that into account. Um, and so I'd we like would to like see this. I'd like to know what we did right. Yeah, and <laughs> so wrong. we were studying yeah. those things. Um, That's cool. Yeah, that's very smart. That's awesome. So you, I, I'm assuming you guys had a Discord uh, yeah. during the minting. How crazy was that uh, when you guys minted out? Um, it was very crazy. Um, it was very, very crazy. And for me, Discord was a really new thing as well. Mm -hmm. And so I wasn't very, um, even though I had been for a few months already in the space, I was still a bit of a noob. And so it was very stressful <laughs> and I didn't want to deal with that. So I didn't deal with the Discord, but it was very stressful. There was a lot going on, a lot of excited people. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. But the minting was completely flawless. Um, we were very happy because we were sweating. Like the four of us were in a room and we were sweating. And like oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. the other two co-founders who were doing the tech side of yep. things, they were like, oh, my God. Yep. <laughs> we can relate. That's yeah, yeah very familiar. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing like a, a smart contract meant to really like, yeah, yeah the irrevocability of yeah. blockchain. And, we have yeah. this like weird, the, the four founders at Yuga, we have this like weird ritual. Like we do like push-ups right before every oh. mint. Or just like, yeah. Like, anything that so, we do because yeah. somebody said like oh it's bad luck if you don't and now it's like yeah yeah slowly becoming like we're gonna have like you know do four spins and spit and do the push-ups right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah don't offend don't offend the thing on the hill you know yeah, right. that might smite you that's right <laughs> well very cool so okay so um walk me through the roadmap a little bit because <laughs> I, i'm pretty familiar but there were additional drops and there were additional things and then events as, and leading up all the way to last night. But I'm just kind of curious if you can kind of uh, lay out for the audience, you know, all the things you've done post-Mint. I can start and then you can talk a little bit. Because I feel like I'm blabbing all the time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So we launched uh, July 27th of last year and we had as like, as it was normal at the time, you had like an initial roadmap, right? With certain things that you were telling your community that you were committed to doing. And some of those things for us was allocating um, a certain percentage of our sales to um, a kind of fund that would be collecting uh, art pieces on a daily basis from up and coming artists in this space. Um, the other one was donating uh, to three different charitable causes. Um, there was also, um, a lot to do with, um, high quality, uh, versions of your wow, which at the time was not a thing. And I think that, you know, that, um, like it was kind of the norm to have like 800 by 800 pixel kind of images. And we did like 4k by 4k. So it was important for us, for people to have a high quality one so they could print it and do stuff with it. Um, and those were some of the initial things, uh, for us. Once we also a, a music album, a wow original music album, which we did, and uh, I haven't seen that. I actually That's missed so that cool. too. Yeah, <laughs> I must have been busy that week. Uh, that sounds very funny. Wait, who's on the yeah, album? Um, Is Madonna? Yeah. No, 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 no. no. Uh, please, uh, no, uh, no, no. We're not that cool. Um, but uh, no, no, no. It's a piano album, actually. So we did an album that was music that you can work with. So okay. It's like work music, um, and it's really chill and calm, and it makes you de-stress or whatever. Nice. Um, yeah, and uh, so we did that. I love it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you should. I'm gonna to it. listen to it today. <laughs> yeah, it sounds great. And um, those were some of the early, really, really early stages things that we did. Um, 
And as we moved forward, we kind of uh, started coming up with other ways to show how much we care about art and empowering others. And so then we started doing the art drops uh, where every single month we would collaborate with different artists from this space uh, to create art drops inspired by our different planets of origins of WOWs because for people that don't know, WOWs have like different skin tones and some of them are alien skin tones and so they each come from a different planet. So uh, the art drops are inspired by those planets and we would drop that to all of our holders. Um, so that was something kind of new that we did because we really wanted to go like the extra mile with art because it's really important. It's always been really important to me and everybody in the team. Um, and from there, we also partnered up with Code Green. Um, and they've been our philanthropy partner. Ina Moja is the head of philanthropy at WOW. And with them, we've um, been working on programs on how to allocate money from also the sales of WOW G to different causes that are important to us. And there yeah. are these causes that are around like uplifting women, helping them out, women and children around the world. Um, and also artists. So we collaborate a lot with the artists from this space. But uh, those just are like a few things that we've done. We've had a lot of community events as well everywhere that we've been able to go. So like Vegan and FTNYC um, in LA, I think we did something and I forget now because too many things are happening in just one year <laughs> and it's too much for my brain. Yeah. Um, I love the philanthropy, by the way. I love yeah. that you guys are giving back. It's obviously something we do ourselves and it's, yeah. like, it's very meaningful to us. We've raised a ton for animal charities and and we jane goodall who i finally got to meet was like my lifelong hero oh i, I know love her she's like fucking incredible i can't even tell you like she's uh, a real gem um uh so incredibly smart and sweet uh and now we're pen pals um, you are yeah wow. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a bit of a brag actually um, <laughs> on email or yeah, physical yeah. letter no no email oh uh, if it was letter, it would be like I would. I, that's it. I would retire. That would be cool. <laughs> um, and then we uh, and we recently started doing uh, charity here in Miami. We started giving. Back I know. To the, I the saw here. that. That's awesome. Yeah, we want to give back to like where we were from and then help kind of foster arts and technology education here in Miami. That's and, really you know, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, but I'm 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 constantly impressed with all of your charity initiatives and all the ways you guys give back. I mean, it's it's really really inspiring. Yeah. Well, we should collab. We just did. Um, we launched Let's Mint, which is basically an initiative to help women and girls get into web3 start launching and learning how to make their own nfts i love it so we did an event um two days ago we had the first group of girls we got a local school from miami to partner with us but there were actually 300 kind of around the world going through this program wow um, but our goal is to really scale it over the next year um yeah. you know we're super lucky from a foundation standpoint uh sandbox donated um 25 million dollars over the next five yeah, years it was huge i remember seeing huge that. right incredible. and i think that you know Part of our goal is to really use that to help take the inspiration that people have, you know, with art and some of this natural creative energy that we start yeah. out with and then help girls and women like translate that into tech. Right. Um, so we're really hoping to scale that program and kind of combine some of this creativity and giving and, yeah. you know, kind of preparing for the future. Yeah. I think it's yeah. about creating change through creativity. I think that creativity is something that can speak to anybody. Because uh, we all have a creative side, like even if we don't know it, right, there are things we connect with. And I think that, yeah, we have to find creative ways to get people in and get people interested and just get people to be like, yeah, that could be an option for me. Because right now there's so many women that are like, no, this is not an option for me. Why? Because no one ever told them it was first and second, because um, it doesn't look like there's a lot of women either, you know, and that's also due to now it's better. Now it's getting better. Yeah. yeah. Art, art, I think, has a lot of potential to like stop replicating yeah. these kinds of, you know, 
disparities and prejudices that exist yeah, in tech. Yeah, it's true, but we're not there yet. I mean, the thing is that institutions and the media should also be celebrating women more in the space of crypto and of, an, of like NFTs and Web3, and they're not. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's other systemic issues that just kind of creep in, right? I mean, I think everyone agrees that the UI and all of the, you know, sure. adoption of Web3 is, is not great, right? Every tool can sure. be improved. Like sure. we're just at this really early stage, but it like hits women different, right? Because they're already so time crunched, right? Like there's a huge disparity in the amount of housework that women are expected to do, you know, in their jobs. It's, you know, kind of you're expected to take on all this extra, you know, note taking work, you know, there's sort of this unseen work that sort of gets passed on to women systemically. And like all of that is time that you just don't have to figure out like yeah. how do I get my MetaMask wallet like how do I actually like which uh platform am I going to buy crypto on you know all these things are um hitting women you know in so many different ways because they're already pulled in so many directions you know at home and at work yeah I'm gonna like a very unartfully segue this into company culture and tech because you come from Google mm -hmm. what was the culture like at Google and I'm kind of curious, I, I assume that you're having like a pretty big influence at WOW over like, and you too, over like what the com company culture becomes. Mm -hmm. And I'm just kind of curious what your thoughts are on that. Yeah. I mean, I think that what I loved about, well, there's a couple of things that were really apparent when I joined Google. Like one, it was cool to come into a company where nerds rule. Um, you know, I think you kind of have the sense, oh, like the corporates win and, um, uh, you know, business people are telling us what to do. What I loved was this like embraceness of like, okay, like hacking, nerdiness, but you know, we want to be good people. Um, mm -hmm. and we want to use that tech to make information broadly available to really level, level the playing field. Yeah. So what I loved was there's the sense of like, Hey, it's cool to be smart. It's cool to, um, debate ideas. You know, anyone can ask a question from, you know, anywhere in the company and we're going to address it. So there was this openness, this kind of embracement of, you know, being nerdy and hacking um, and kind of like an egalitarianism. Um, you know, if, I don't know if you guys have been to the Google campus um, in California. I haven't, but no. It's basically it's pretty much just across the street from Stanford and everyone thinks it's kind of like a mix between like Stanford plus Burning Man, right? It's like all the food is free. People are riding around on bikes. You know, there's sort of this weird and wackiness. And so, you know, long story short, like I I really appre appreciated the fact that like it was just like a bunch of young, smart people who like felt passionate about the mission. We're very into tech and we're going to help each other. And so I think like coming into WOW, we had a lot of discussions about what we want the company culture to be. Yeah. How do we want to live the values? Because it's one of our goals to be the best place to work in Web3, right? Especially for women and for diverse people. Like we realized that, um, you know, we're kind of a beacon for a lot of people who may not yet feel included in the space. And sure. so we really wanted to create a culture where, you know, it's open, where, of course, we can debate, but, you know, everyone treats each other with respect. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I would say that we're very collaborative. I think one thing we're working yeah. on is, you know, sometimes we're a little bit too nice. And, you know, we actually have to get a little bit more edge because we also want to ship top quality work. Yeah. And so we're kind of trying to build this balance like, hey, you know, everyone treats each other with respect. Like multiple people have told us, even in the interview process, like they get to the stage where um, candidates will meet me and Yam and you could just be like, oh my gosh, like I've never been in an interview like this. Like <laughs> like two women like leading the company. Like they're, it's like this visible look on their face that they're yeah. just so happy to, um, yeah. you oh, know, cool. be coming into this kind of culture. So we're trying to, um, you know, have that, but also make sure that we're holding each other accountable and pushing for excellence. So I know you're here in Miami, mm -hmm. but you grew up in Oregon? Portland, Oregon. That's yeah. Right. Very cool. And Yem, you're in Portugal now. Yeah, I really love it. 
I know. So you have a. I, I did some research on your your backstory because it's actually fucking fascinating. Okay. But you mm-hmm. uh, you came to New York when you were younger, yeah. Yeah. And this was I was it true that you and I think I read this that you worked on farms to pay for that to get here. Is that true? Yeah. Well, I started working when I was fifteen because yeah. we didn't have a lot of money, mm-hmm. and so to pay for my extra things, uh, I had to make some money. And uh, when I finished high school, I actually went to work in a farm for a whole year. And so I worked like six days a week from six in the morning until 7 p.m. in a wow. farm. And were you finding time to, to do uh, art back then? Even, even not then? at all. Yeah. <laughs> it was not at all. It was like, oh my God, I have to get the fuck out of my like hometown <laughs> and like go do something. Um, yeah, and I saved a lot of money from working at that farm and eating very little things. (laughs) (laughs) And I went to New York City because I had never been in the U.S. And for me, you know how, I mean, I don't know if you know, but like for the rest of the world, the U.S. is like, oh, the land of dreams. You're going to go to Los Angeles in New York City. Yeah, the streets are paved with gold. (laughs) Yeah, and it's like, oh, and like your dreams are going to come true. And like I grew up watching American movies and all of that. I'm like, oh, I have to go to America. And so, yeah, I got to New York City and, and I lived there for six months because that, that's all I could do with the money that I had. <laughs> um, and it was a crazy experience for me. Like, it really helped me find myself as a really young person. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was really nice. How old were you when you did that? Um, so I was um, 17 or 18. Well, I had the exact yeah. same story. I moved to with our, our our CEO Nicole Muniz. I moved from with her from Miami to Brooklyn with Nicole when I was that old. Oh, uh, and I lived there for six months. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, would love to talk a little bit about how you guys are thinking of Wow for this next year and like what some of the priorities of the company are and and for the community as well. Yeah, I think you know the team has painted the star map. And I think like what is amazing is there are so many stars. Um, You know, for those that aren't familiar, it's kind of this vision of the galaxy of everything that is wow and sort of a vision of possibilities. I think as we get into next year, we're really trying to be more focused in terms of what are the key things that we want to do. I think as the market is in this place, we want to be really strategic in terms of where we focus. So for us, From a brand standpoint, we feel like we have this really unique opportunity with World of Women. It's one of the brands that really broke into the mainstream. Like all the time, people will say, you know, I don't know anything about Web3, but I saw World of Women. I love the art. I love the mission. I want to be part of it. So we're really focusing on licensing the IP and making sure that we're taking this opportunity to get WOW's brand out there as much as we can, whether it's, uh, you know, through fashion, with deals with companies like House of Harlow to, you know, get products made that introduce us to new things. Um, we have a partnership with Jazzwares to create World of Women dolls. We're thinking through, you know, how we kind of license uh, our brand across categories so that we can expose uh, women and girls and really everyone to this space um, through paths that maybe they wouldn't traditionally take. Um, we're really focused on the foundation this year. Um, this year we were really setting up our foundation, um, sandbox has been a huge supporter and, you know, I talked a little bit about let's mint. I think we have some good tests in place in terms of some of the things that can work in terms of, um, uh, you know, educating women and girls and trying to onboard them into web three and the metaverse. And so this year is going to be more about creating content, creating programs and funding different programs that help accelerate that. Our goal is to um, touch 50,000 girls lives over the next year um, and help move them into the space. Amazing. And then community is a focus. Like this has always been a community that rallies around art. 
Um, you know, we're coming off of the Wow Gala, which is a big IRL event. We also saw like unexpected, a lot of success for community meetups around the world, um, put together a program where, you know, you could kind of, uh, create a meetup, Wow would fund it and you would organize it. We saw like so many, um, just all, all over the world, people really liking to connect with the community. So we're trying to find a way to do that, that um, that bridges the physical and the digital, right? Because we're a global community. You know, not everyone can come to Miami to the gala. We did like a token gated live stream, but like it's just there's not going to be that many opportunities. So we're creating something called Art Fest, which is basically a reimagined version of art drops that um, has been kind of for the history of the project. But it's really more experiential and more about how the community comes together around art. So basically every quarter, um, you know, at the full moon, uh, people are going to have a chance to kind of come in and uh, lean in and claim different art leading up to the full moon. And the idea is it's going to kind of reinvent how we come together in a way that's, um, you know, virtual right now, Mm -hmm. but create a little bit more of a swarm for our community to rally around um, and just a new way to connect. I love that you're doing it on the lunar cycle. That's fucking yeah, the, cool. Yeah, the, the ritualistic yeah. aspect of that yeah, is yeah. so cool. Well, I mean, there's this whole, obviously, WoW Galaxy yeah. is, um, you know, there's kind of this celestial and uh, planetary uh, vibe to WoW. And so our goal is every time you look at the moon, you think, when is the next art drop? When is the next art fest? <laughs> like, uh, as and the moon I, grows, we're getting closer. Do closer. I need to be part of the WoW Galaxy? That's uh, my favorite variable in the whole collection, by the way. Is the, I don't know if it's the galaxy scan or a cosmic. Oh, the night goddess? Night goddess. Mm. So fucking cool. Yeah. yeah. Amazing work. Yeah, she's inspired by an Egyptian goddess. Really? Newt. 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 Yeah. I'm going to look this up. Goddess later. of the cosmos and the night sky. Wow. Hmm? Very cool. And you guys just recently did a pretty fucking huge merch drop. Am I not mistaken? It was like 700,000 possible variables, variables for it. Is that true? Yeah, so it was um, a first for forged merch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so meaning that you can... Um, so choose a hoodie, you open your wallet, you choose what whichever WoW or WoWG you want to put on it, and then um, an algorithm uh, kind of gives you three suggestions of colorways that are picked from the artwork, and then you can design your t-shirt based on the color palettes that were selected. Um, so you can personalize it, and that's why there's so many like potential possibilities of designs. Um, and that was really cool. The community really loved it. I really loved it too um yeah it's awesome yeah customizing merch like that is i mean uh, i think also people underestimate just how much goes into something like that sometimes too oh my god it was a lot (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i mean when it's your wow and your nft that's like you know, it's like you're using it as your identity. You know, you don't want to just get something off the shelf like you right. really want to right. customize. And so it's like the stakes are high, too, because you're like, oh, this is me. Like, it has to reflect. And yeah. so the so team true. worked really hard on it. I have a super weird question. But when I um, so I the D, capital W lowercase O and capital W, my entire yes. life I've associated with World yeah. of Warcraft. And now I'm associated with World of Women. I'm just curious. Did you ever play World of Warcraft? I did not. Okay. Raph did, obviously. <laughs> um, it really speaks to the like success of your brand that even in the like Web three space, like dominated by nerds, that when somebody says "Wow," they actually think of World of Women. Yeah, now and yeah. Not, yeah. Not World of Warcraft. Yeah. That's true. Sometimes I get some random people that get lost in Twitter and end up in my profile, and they're like. Uh. 
are you leading World of Warcraft? <laughs> <laughs> like, you should no. just have your bio say that. It's just like the ultimate troll. <laughs> well, like, it's it's just good. like, yeah. Chief Creative Officer of WoW. So yeah. like, people are like, wait a minute. Yeah. Amazing. I don't think that's true. <laughs> Epic future collab. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? WoW X WoW. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, did you are, are you do you guys have a gaming background at all? Were you ever gamers? I know I know obviously your partner. Yeah, I mean for me it's through him. Like I never knew that I had a passion for gaming until I started dating Raf. <laughs> um and uh I really discovered my love for gaming. Like again, it was not something I was exposed to, like not at all. Um it was not a part of like my childhood or anything. But uh through him I did and I really enjoyed it because as I said before, I really enjoy fantasy and disconnecting from the real world into something else that's creative. And I realized I was a great outlet um, to do that, especially, you know, role playing games where you get to develop your characters and go on quests and things like that. I just I love it. It feels like I'm inside of a fantasy book, but I actually see beautiful images. And yeah, um, I'm really thankful for Raft. Uh, for introducing me to that. You know, yeah. obviously we're developing other side and this is the yeah. fucking metaverse and, and I always like to get to this eventually, but you know, we, uh, but before we do, you know, um, we're, we were, we're so happy that you guys, um, uh, took the IP model. You having done that allowed us to incorporate, uh, to buy a world of women and put it in our other side trailer, <laughs> which yeah. we thought was so special to us because we really wanted to show that this was for everybody. And that the metaverse should be for everybody. It should be egalitarian. Um, we were very excited. I, I love that world of women in particular. And uh, I um, loved seeing her um, in the trailer. Yeah. I was very happy. Had we talked about that before? Had we let you guys know that we were doing that? I don't. No, I it was a complete, complete surprise. surprise. Really? And we were like, "What?" Because <laughs> <laughs> we were trying. Where to keep are we it. going? <laughs> we were so concerned with leaks, you know. And it yeah. was yeah. And we were just trying to like keep it so tight. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it was funny. That was a cool moment. Um, I'm curious what you guys think about the metaverse and, and how you see World of Women playing a role in it. I mean, we're pretty excited, right? I think that obviously I came into Web3 kind of from a metaverse perspective yeah. and spending a lot of time on it, um, you know, before I came into the space. But what's been really interesting, you know, coming in into World of Women, we've been taking uh, some time to do interviews with holders because um, we did quite a few metaverse partnerships. Um, obviously, we have a close partnership with the Sandbox. Mm -hmm. We've been awesome. You know, you can play in the Sandbox as your WoW. Um, we've done a couple of different metaverse type activations. Um, but ultimately, when we chat with um, holders, what they say is, yeah, we're excited about the metaverse, but we're more excited about who you meet there. Um, and I think it's this next part of the internet, right? Part of what was so cool when the internet came is like, oh, I can find my people, yep. you know, whether it's on chat board or, you know, eventually social networking, but it's like, you can kind of find your tribe. And what I think is super cool about the metaverse, it's like, it's just going to be this next most immersive way to find your tribe. And I think that's why people love being in a world of women. It's like, hey, even if I'm on an island somewhere, I can connect with this global network of women that really believe in my values and care about the same things. And I think that as like metaverse technology continues to improve, it's just going to be that next level of like finding your tribe and feeling empowered by having this like swarm around you. Um, so we're really trying to um, stay centered in the sense that like we don't know, you know, there's going to be so many different ways to enter the metaverse and it's probably 10 years before everything really connects and is owned the way that we envision. But I think that we really try to keep anchored to the fact that like ultimately it's about, you know, finding the people who allow you to be the best version of yourself um, and, you know, that being the guiding light so that we don't get into some of the dystopian um, <laughs> lack of connection, right, yeah, which yeah. I think can really happen and obviously yeah. has happened in different iterations of technology. I love that you thought, think of it as a little bit tribal and because to me, it's 
the internet is so you know massive and the metaverse is going to be even more massive that like you have to kind of find your people and that's why i love these the other club model uh to the 10k profile pictures and uh, projects especially because it's like you can there's so many now and there's so many great builders including yourselves that you can look for the teams you can look for the projects and the communities that you really want to be a part of that you want to grow with um you know because the social connections you make are, are, ma are massive and we've realized um because in the past month and a half or two months we've been actually interviewing and having one-on-one -on -one conversations with a lot of our community members because we were doing kind of a research on what their needs are what they um what's precious to them and what are the things they expect from wow like as a whole like as being a holder and things that were repeated over and over again is a sense of belonging networking meeting other people um events and also developing like myself professionally those are things that everybody was mentioning like over and over again and we just realized that how do we facilitate all of that right like we we have to do something so that we can help people bond and find each other um in a better way and most of our community is not on discord yeah. um you know a lot of them are just on instagram or not even like on socials so much and so how do you make them connect how do you help them develop uh their professional skills and and how do you help them meet their future founder right o of their business and yeah. things like that and so we've been really thinking about that very seriously like how, how do we build this network right yeah. for our community um it has become very clear because it's what Shannon was saying people are like yeah metaverse it's cool and stuff but I don't think that's what people are expecting from us, you know? They're mm -hmm. just expecting for from us to leverage the community and help them find each other um, and have that sense of, like, I found my group of people, I found the people yeah. I want to build with. Um, so it's been super interesting and very eye-opening. Yeah, that sense of belonging, that sense yeah. of social identity. And I guess that's much the same as any real-life club, right? Part of that is like, yeah, like, I want to meet, you know, uh, people in related fields or in related life paths and how is that going to help me professionally and it's so cool that you guys are thinking about that because I, I don't know of any other team that's doing that actually yeah no that's really that's really ha it has become our main focus right now yeah that's super fucking cool it's funny because um you can have a lot of great ideas and you might be great at executing those ideas but if that's not what the people that you're selling the idea to want it doesn't matter how good the idea is it's gonna be useless um and so for us it's been really i think that the thing that has really kind of changed the way that we look at things or kind of re-centered us was really talking to, to the community one-on-one like that was super important because also there's a lot of noise on discord right but then you sit with people, you take the time, you listen to them for one hour, for one hour and a half, you meet them in person and you tell them to be honest and bold and just tell you what it is that they want, what they expect. And yeah, you learn a lot. I mean, for me, it's been amazing. And I just like the honesty and the feedback and just to learn what really matters to people. Because at the end of the day, it's what matters to me too. Um, so yeah. I don't know. It's about hearing out people, even people that don't share the same opinions as you. It's really, it's really necessary to learn. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you get? So I know we're, we're not done with Basil yet. 
I'm curious, uh, do you guys have anything else going on, or are you going to go to any events yourselves? It's Ralph's birthday. Nice. It's what's what's his wait? What's that sign? What is it? What's his sign? Um, it's Sagittarius. Sagittarius. Right? <laughs> We're gonna celebrate. He doesn't know. <laughs> well, happy I guess birthday. he does. <laughs> <laughs> he's in the other room. Yeah, you can hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> we thought this was gonna come out later. The surprise is ruined. Um, uh, we're not celebrating. We cut this out. <laughs> Never mind. There is no cake. <laughs> Well, look, I, I hope you guys have an uh, incredible time uh, here. I, I was honestly so amazingly impressed last night. And I, I'm, I'm honestly always impressed by y'all. I mean, like, oh, you're one of my you. favorite projects in the space. I'm just uh, very honored to have you guys here on the fucking metaverse. Uh, please continue to keep crushing it. Um, and just thank you for everything you do. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. It was really so cool. Yeah. yeah, thanks for coming out. Thanks. Thanks, y'all. Don't tune out just yet. Producer Fallon here to remind you that this, this is Web3. Do your own research and make your own decisions. This podcast is not legal, financial, tax, or accounting advice, or an offer or solicitation of an offer to buy any financial product, currency, or security. The views expressed are opinions of the individual participants and are not any type of guarantee, representation, or warranty of any kind. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Or whenever we feel like it. Welcome to the fucking metaverse.